chapter thirty seven part two of struggles and triumphs or forty years recollections of p t barnum written by himself this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. struggles and triumphs of p t barnum chapter thirty seven mr and mrs general tom thumb part two his immediate object in this was that his mother might get acquainted with lavinia for he feared opposition from that source whenever the idea of his marriage should be suggested i could do no less than accede to his proposal and on the following friday while lavinia and the commodore were sitting in the green room i said lavinia you may go up to bridgeport with me to-morrow morning and remain until monday thank you she replied it will be quite a relief to get into the country for a couple of days the commodore immediately pricked up his ears and said mr barnum i should like to go to bridgeport to-morrow what for i asked i want to see my little ponies i have not seen them for several months he replied i whispered in his ear you little rogue that is the pony you want to see pointing to lavinia he insisted i was mistaken when i remarked that he could not well be spared from the museum he said oh i can perform at half-past seven o'clock and then jump on to the eight o'clock evening train and go up by myself reaching bridgeport before eleven and return early monday morning i feared there would be a clashing of interests between the rival pygmies but wishing to please him i consented to his request especially as lavinia also favoured it i wished i could then fathom that little woman's heart and see whether she who must have discovered the secret of the general's frequent visits to the museum desired the commodore's visit in order to stir up the general's ardor or whether as it seemed to me the more likely she was seeking in this way to prevent a denouement which she was not inclined to favor certain it is that though i was the general's confidant and knew all his desires upon the subject no person had discovered the slightest evidence that lavinia warren had ever entertained the remotest suspicion of his thoughts regarding marriage if she had made the discovery as i assume she kept the secret well in fact i assured tom thumb that every indication so far as any of us could observe was to the effect that his suit would be rejected the little general was fidgety but determined hence he was anxious to have lavinia meet his mother and also see his possessions in bridgeport for he owned considerable land and numerous houses there the general met us at the depot in bridgeport on saturday morning and drove us to my house in his own carriage his coachman being tidily dressed with a broad velvet ribbon and silver buckle placed upon his hat expressly for the occasion lavinia was duly informed that this was the general's turnout and after resting half an hour at lindencroft he took her out to ride he stopped a few moments at his mother's house where she saw the apartments which his father had built expressly for him and filled with the most gorgeous furniture all corresponding to his own diminutive size then he took her to east bridgeport and undoubtedly took occasion to point out in great detail all of the houses which he owned for he depended much upon having his wealth make some impression upon her they returned and the general stayed to lunch i asked lavinia how she liked her ride she replied it was very pleasant but she added 
it seems as if you and tom thumb owned about all of bridgeport the general took his leave and returned at five o'clock to dinner with his mother mrs stratton remained until seven o'clock she expressed herself charmed with lavinia warren but not a suspicion passed her mind that little charlie was endeavouring to give her this accomplished young lady as a daughter-in-law the general had privately asked me to invite him to stay overnight for said he if i get a chance i intend to pop the question before the commodore arrives so i told his mother i thought the general had better stop with us overnight as the commodore would be up in the late train adding that it would be more pleasant for the little folks to be together she assented and the general was happy after tea lavinia and the general sat down to play backgammon as nine o'clock approached i remarked that it was about time to retire but somebody would have to sit up until nearly eleven o'clock in order to let in the commodore the general replied i will sit up with pleasure if miss warren will remain also lavinia carelessly replied that she was accustomed to late hours and she would wait and see the commodore a little supper was placed upon the table for the commodore and the family retired now it happened that a couple of mischievous young ladies were visiting at my house one of whom was to sleep with lavinia they were suspicious that the general was going to propose to lavinia that evening and in a spirit of ungovernable curiosity they determined notwithstanding its manifest impropriety to witness the operation if they could possibly manage to do so on the sly of course this was inexcusable the more so as so few of my readers had they been placed under the same temptation would have been guilty of such an impropriety perhaps i should hesitate to use the testimony of such witnesses or even to trust it but a few weeks after they told the little couple the whole story were forgiven and all had a hearty laugh over it it so happened that the door of the sitting-room in which the general and lavinia were left at the backgammon board opened into the hall just at the side of the stairs and these young misses turning out the lights in the hall seated themselves upon the stairs in the dark where they had a full view of the cosy little couple and were within easy earshot of all that was said the house was still the general soon acknowledged himself vanquished at backgammon and gave it up after sitting a few moments he evidently thought it was best to put a clincher on the financial part of his abilities so he drew from his pocket a policy of insurance and handing it to lavinia he asked her if she knew what it was examining it she replied it is an insurance policy i see you keep your property insured but the beauty of it is it is not my property replied the general and yet i get the benefit of the insurance in case of fire you will see he continued unfolding the policy this is the property of mr williams but here you will observe it reads loss if any payable to charles s stratton as his interest may appear the fact is i loaned mr williams three thousand dollars took a mortgage on his house and made him insure it for my benefit in this way you perceive i get my interest and he has to pay the taxes that is a very wise way i should think remarked lavinia that is the way i do all my business replied the general complacently as he returned the huge insurance policy to his pocket you see he continued i never lend any of my money without taking bond and mortgage security then i have no trouble with taxes my principal is secure 
and i receive my interest regularly the explanation seemed satisfactory to lavinia and the general's courage began to rise drawing his chair a little nearer to hers he said so you are going to europe soon yes replied lavinia mr barnum intends to take me over in a couple of months you will find it very pleasant remarked the general i have been there twice in fact i have spent six years abroad and i like the old countries very much i hope i shall like the trip and i expect i shall responded lavinia for mr barnum says i shall visit all the principal cities and he has no doubt i will be invited to appear before the queen of england the emperor and empress of france the king of prussia the emperor of austria and at the courts of any other countries which we may visit oh i shall like that it will be so new to me yes it will be very interesting indeed i have visited most of the crowned heads remarked the general with an evident feeling of self-congratulation but are you not afraid you will be lonesome in a strange country asked the general no i think there is no danger of that for friends will accompany me was the reply i wish i was going over for i know all about the different countries that could explain them all to you remarked tom thumb that would be very nice said lavinia do you think so said the general moving his chair still closer to lavinia's of course replied lavinia coolly for i being a stranger to all the habits and customs of the people as well as to the country it would be pleasant to have some person along who could answer all my foolish questions i should like it first-rate if mr barnum would engage me said the general i thought you remarked the other day that you had money enough and was tired of travelling said lavinia with a slightly mischievous look from one corner of her eye that depends upon my company while travelling replied the general you might not find my company very agreeable i would be glad to risk it well perhaps mr barnum would engage you if you asked him said lavinia would you really like to have me go asked the general quietly insinuating his arm around her waist but hardly close enough to touch her of course i would was the reply the little general's arm clasped the waist closer as he turned his face nearer to hers and said don't you think it would be pleasanter if we went as man and wife the little fairy quickly disengaged his arm and remarked that the general was a funny fellow to joke in that way i am not joking at all said the general earnestly it is quite too serious a matter for that i wonder why the commodore don't come said lavinia i hope you are not anxious for his arrival for i am sure i am not responded the general and what is more i do hope you will say yes before he comes at all really mr stratton said lavinia with dignity if you are in earnest in your strange proposal i must say i am surprised well i hope you are not offended replied the general for i was never more in earnest in my life and i hope you will consent the first moment i saw you i felt you were created to be my wife but this is so sudden not so very sudden it is several months since we first met and you know all about me and my family and i hope you find nothing to object to in me not at all on the contrary i have found you very agreeable in fact i like you very much as a friend but i have not thought of marrying and-and what my dear said the general giving her a kiss now i beg of you don't have any buts or ands about it you say you like me as a friend 
why will you not like me as a husband you ought to get married i love you dearly and i want you for a wife now dearie the commodore will be here in a few minutes i may not have a chance to see you again alone do say that we will be married and i will get mr barnum to give up your engagement lavinia hesitated and finally said i think i love you well enough to consent but i have always said i would never marry without my mother's consent oh i'll ask your mother may i ask your mother come say yes to that and i will go and see her next week may i do that pet then there was a sound of something very much like the popping of several corks from as many beer bottles the young eavesdroppers had no doubt as to the character of these reports nor did they doubt that they sealed a betrothal for immediately after they heard lavinia say yes charles you may ask my mother another volley of reports followed and then lavinia said now charles don't whisper this to a living soul let us keep our own secrets for the present all right said the general i will say nothing but next tuesday i shall start to see your mother perhaps you may find it difficult to obtain her consent said lavinia at that moment a carriage drove up to the door and immediately the bell was rung and the little commodore entered you here general said the commodore as he espied his rival yes said lavinia mr barnum asked him to stay and we were waiting for you come warm yourself i am not cold said the commodore where is mr barnum he has gone to bed remarked the general but a nice supper has been prepared for you i am not hungry i thank you i am going to bed which room does mr barnum sleep in said the little bantam in a petulant tone of voice his question was answered the young eavesdroppers scampered to their sleeping apartments and the commodore soon came to my room where he found me indulging in the foolish habit of reading in bed mr barnum does tom thumb board here asked the commodore sarcastically no said i tom thumb does not board here i invited him to stop overnight so don't be foolish but go to bed oh it's no affair of mine i don't care anything about it but i thought he had taken up his board here replied the commodore and off he went to bed evidently in a bad humour ten minutes afterwards tom thumb came rushing into my room and closing the door he caught hold of my hand in a high state of excitement and whispered we are engaged mr barnum we are engaged we are engaged and he jumped up and down in the greatest glee is that possible i asked yes sir indeed it is but you must not mention it he responded we agreed to tell nobody so please don't say a word i must tell you of course but mum is the word i am going tuesday to get her mother's consent End of chapter thirty seven section two